modern warfare in Syria or anywhere often results in brain injuries. Among American veterans of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, trauma to the brain accounts for more than one-fifth of all combat-related injuries. Those injuries can cause immediate health problems such as headaches, irritability, and depression. But a new study suggests that the consequences could be far more severe and long-lasting than previously thought. Dr. Anne McKee is a neurologist with the VA Boston and one of the authors of this new study. She's now in our studio. You autopsied the brains of four recent veterans who suffered head injuries. They did not die of those injuries. How did they die, and who were these men whose brains you ended up studying? Well, I studied the brains of four uh, young veterans from the recent conflict in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, ranging in age from 22 to 45. Uh, three had been exposed to blast, either one or, or, or multiple exposures. Uh, the fourth one was exposed only to concussive injuries, both in civilian life and, and in combat. So how did these men die? They were pretty young. They were young. Uh, none of them died of their head injuries. Uh, they lived, uh, but after uh, they came back, they all were symptomatic. They all had trouble with headaches, irritability, uh, a short fuse. Uh, many had sleeping uh, problems. Three were diagnosed with PTSD. So that's what happened when they were alive. Once they passed away, you look at their brains, you autopsy them, and find what? Well, we found the buildup of this protein called tau in focal parts or just spots within the part of the brain called the frontal cortex. And that's a part of the brain that's very important for organization, planning, judgment, and our higher intellectual function. And what was surprising was that the the, the damage that we saw in the brains was exactly what we had seen in young athletes who had been exposed to concussive injuries uh, experienced on the playing field. You mean all coming down to this uh, protein called tau? Tau is a, is a protein that builds up in this disorder. It, it becomes an abnormal protein. We normally have tau in our brain. It, it serves a, a function both to hold up our structure of our nerve cells and also to uh, aid in transport of important nutrients and molecules. But after trauma, it becomes altered and it becomes toxic and builds up in the cell in sort of a toxic form, which will eventually kill the cell and certainly destroys its function while it's there. Okay, so here's the important part, one of the important parts of what you're doing, and that is you are finding the similarities in brain degeneration between athletes who have suffered trauma and veterans who have suffered trauma. Do these changes that you saw affect the daily lives of these vets, and did they affect the daily lives of the athletes whose brains you studied as well? Well, surprisingly, what we see are these discrete spots on the brain, but we are definitely seeing symptomatic uh, uh, problems with the, both the veterans and the athletes. Uh, lack of attention and concentration is common. Impulsivity is common. Uh, a tendency for a short fuse or a small trivial event makes them sort of have a violent reaction. And then, of course, there's the well-known problems of sleep sleep disorders and, and, and some suicidality in, in both of these uh, groups. One of the troubling things I would think, though, for you would be the fact that when there is a sports injury to an athlete, you might even have the videotape that shows you the point of impact when the trauma happened, along with maybe smaller traumas along the way. With veterans, can you pinpoint exactly how many concussive events there were, how much trauma was suffered, when, over what period of time? Yeah, uh, great question. But no, we can't do that even in the athletes. But the one question that, that continued after we'd seen these remarkable similarities was uh, the military 
military individuals always tend to have a, a sort of a heterogeneous injury. I mean, they might have a blast injury, but they had a history of playing football, or maybe they had an impact injury from from falling out of a motor vehicle. Or you know, there's it's always a complicated history. So the real question that we were trying to answer with the model that we devised was: Can pure blast injury cause the same kind of damage to the brain that a concussive injury can cause? And that's when we turned to the mice, uh, producing a blast model of uh, injury in, in, a, in using experimental mice and, and then looking at the mouse brain experiment uh, neuropathologically and seeing very similar changes created in the mouse brain uh, that we had seen in the human brain. Yeah, with both the athletes and the vets. Right. Uh-huh. So the question is now, what happens later? And is there any way to reduce longer-term effects on the brains of veterans or any treatment that can slow down the brain degeneration that you've documented? Well, certainly this is exactly where our focus is. I mean, we've identified the process. We understand now the basic mechanisms involved. And all of our research is now at pinpointing how to interrupt this this series of degeneration. How can we reverse it? How can we treat it uh, in living veterans? I mean, that's our our aim. Uh, One thing that the study did show was that uh, if we fix the helmet to the neck or if we stabilize the head uh, because we stabilize some of the mouse heads, uh, we, did, we didn't see the injury. So it suggests that some uh, uh, improvement uh, could be made with just changing the equipment uh, that the, these uh, military service people use. Which gets into the practical impact of that. We, the reason we're talking about the degeneration is because it is ongoing? It can be ongoing. And I should say, this is not something that we're going to see in everybody that's ever been exposed to this. There are many, many people that have been exposed to this that will never get this. Really? But we just know that some people are at risk for this. And we, this is something we need to look for in those people. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that uh, is also a challenge for us right now, identifying this lesion in living people. Uh, and so one of our, our studies at the VA that we're uh, embarking on now is looking at cerebral spinal fluid or doing a spinal tap, looking for the proteins, and specifically the tau protein that develops in this disorder. And we're also looking at some sophisticated imaging techniques, uh, some of which are directed at the tau protein, to also identify this in living veterans. Anne McKee is a neurologist with the VA Boston and Boston University. Her new study of brain injury among veterans appears in the journal Science Translational Medicine. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me.